Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. We thank you for your tangible presence as we go into your word. We pray that same presence go with us. Oh, open our eyes that we may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Anoint me afresh that I might speak indeed as I should as an oracle of God. Put the same unction upon the ears and the hearts of all who will hear me both those who are physically present as well as those who will be hearing me remotely electronically. Let your word flow freely from you through me to your people to do an internal and eternal work in every heart, including mine, in particular, to cause our wills to become more humble, minds to be more enlightened, with revelation knowledge, emotions to be more tempered and controlled by the power of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. I further pray that as I speak, the power of the Holy Spirit be released in great as well as in sufficient measure to back these words and follow them wherever they are heard and released in all the earth. Power that will heal, power that will deliver, power that will break yokes and free men so that they will become doers of the things which they hear and are hearers only. I further pray for mercy to be faithful, to deliver this word with precision, to redeem the time and say only what you want me to say. Bring out the treasure of this word, things new and old, as a scribe instruct unto the kingdom. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. And all those in agreement with me, receiving every blessing I mentioned in their individual lives, all individually agreed and said, Amen. This afternoon, keep playing that, but make it very quiet in the background. There's a beautiful presence of God here. I'm going to continue my series on, I would actually call it the dynasty of David. It's overcoming rebellion but you know it's really about the dynasty of David in the earth today we have two major types of Christians those who are of the dynasty of Saul and those who are of the dynasty of David because there's Jonathan but Jonathan was really a subset of Saul and Jesus you know, he just put me into remembrance of this as I'm talking now. I never thought of it. He's just been put into remembrance now. In the end time, ten virgins, five wise, five foolish. Saul, David. The wise dynasty of David, the foolish dynasty of Saul. All Christians. All Christians. And incidentally, all going to heaven. We're not about heaven and hell here. We're talking about quality of Christian life. And um, the Saul dynasty had two outstanding, has two outstanding characteristics that, you know, uh, identify them. 
One, they don't accept all of the will of God. They will do the will of God. This morning I was talking during the Bible study about, you know, you know, crucifying the flesh by the spirit. You find a lot of Christians who will not take that thing to its logical conclusion. They won't accept that. They will tell you that so long as we're in this life, you cannot deal with the flesh. I've heard that over all my Christian life. I've heard that, you know. And that's because they're basing what they're saying on experience of, of other Christians rather than on the word of God. And that's what Saul did. He didn't, crucify, he didn't kill all the Amalekites, you know. But David, the Bible says he was willing to do all the will of God. Now, sadly, in David's personal life, he didn't do everything. But his heart was like that. And that's why, you know, uh, 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 God is r- raising up a dynasty you know, using his name. I'm going to come back to that in a minute. The second thing is that in the soul system, it's the denominational system in which, you know, men are sent to uh, uh, churches through, you know, uh, a, a natural human ecclesiastical system. You know, you're in a church or in a denomination then, you know, your, your uh, senior pastor or overseer, or usually maybe it's a, it's a group, you know, will say, okay, we're sending you to this place. It doesn't matter whether it was God who called you or not. In fact, most cases, the people are not even mature enough to know whether God called them. So when these men tell them they should go, they just go believing that, you know, it's God. And um, that's, that, that is an is a, is a artificial system. Is a man-made system. The real thing is for God to minister the word. Then people get the word in their hearts and in their lives. Then God speaks to them and calls them. And I exemplify that. I yet not I, but the grace of God, which may not, not me only. You know, uh, when God was telling me these things, he said, you are a branch of Kenneth Hagen. You're a branch of E.W. Canyon. You're a branch of Kenneth Copeland. And they don't know you. But it is the word of God that I into you through them that has produced this fruit and given you the calling that I, I now gave, I called you based on what you were taught and you started this. He said that's how it is in the natural. The natural fruit tree produces fruits by the branches through the vine life or the uh, um, um, nutrients that come from the root system but it takes time. It's uh, uh, you know the branches grow out, then the fruits start coming. But it takes many times it takes years. It's it, and that's the that's the correct thing. But most men are not willing to wait, so they do this soul artificial spiritual system, and it and we're going to see that today. It produces rebels. Because the sons of the present king has to be a king, whether he's suitably qualified or not. Today we're going to be looking at Absalom, Adonijah, and Solomon. I'm not going to finish today. I will, I'm probably just going to deal with Absalom alone today. And next week we'll take maybe Adonijah and Solomon together. Because Adonijah's own is very small. Uh, Absalom and Solomon are the major characters. You know, and it's very sad exactly what God told the people 
was what happened. He didn't want them to have a king. Not because he didn't want them to have a leadership. But he wanted the leadership to be divinely chosen and ordained. Once you go into this artificial system, you begin to have people who are not qualified. You know, and but because they are the biological sons of the king, you know, then you have to choose from one of them. It is sad that in David's life, this was played out. The best of David's sons was Solomon, and even Solomon wasn't good enough. As we will see, you know, he did some good things, but he did a lot of very bad things. And if you look at the history of Israel, this is a very, it's a deep truth and a deep study. After meditating on this thing for many years, and in recent times, I have more light and understanding. You can count the good kings of Israel on five fingers. Jehoshaphat, Hezekiah, Josiah, David, that's it. Maybe one or two others. I'm alive, you know, one or two, you know. That's it. All the others were bad. And even these good ones had all kinds of issues. You know, Hezekiah had his issues. Jehoshaphat had his issues. You know, David, as good as he was, he had his issues. You know, God knows God is not stupid. When he tells us to do something, it's not because he doesn't want us to have a good time. He's telling us what's going to be best for us. They didn't listen to him. And history has proven God right and vindicated him. However, God in his wisdom, knowing that this natural system was going to fail, he put in a um, provision that if that provision was uh, taken advantage of, if, if they kept it, they would not be a natural dynasty they would become a spiritual dynasty which was what god planned all along anyway so he now tells them in deuteronomy chapter 17 that when if you go if you do make a king he didn't want them to do so he said but you will come to the land and you will say you want a king like everybody else and when you do this is what the king should do look at deuteronomy 17 this is a recurring scripture in this series of teachings on the dynasty of david uh, in chapter, chapter 17, and we're going to look at from verse 14. I'm not going to read everything. I will just, you know, highlight a few scriptures. When thou art come to the land with the Lord thy God and shall possess it, and you say, I want a king. And then said, you know, don't set a foreigner. And says he shouldn't multiply horses to himself. He should not multiply uh, 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 wives to himself. And Solomon knew this Bible. He knew it. As, I'm not dealing with Solomon today. You know, that his heart turned away, not turned away. And that's exactly what happened to Solomon, very sadly. You know, neither shall he greatly multiply to himself silver and gold. Now, he didn't say the silver and gold won't multiply. He said he shouldn't do it to himself. By the time Solomon's end reign ended, the people were impoverished. They had to come to Rehoboam, Solomon's son, who was another disaster. You know, and ask, tell him, look, your father laid great you tribute on us and you know what he spent it on his stupid foreign wives the daughter of egypt the king of egypt the the, the abomination of the zidonians you know the by what the bible calls the, the daughters of the east country 
I don't know where Solomon got all that nonsense into his head. You know, and brought them to Jerusalem and brought their gods. And they spent the money of the people building elaborate houses and all kinds of things. So but the people were impoverished. So they came and said, look, lighten the burden on us. Rehoboam and his foolishness, you know, he went to go and consult with the people he grew up with. You know, I said, no, 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 I'm going to make it worse. That was what caused Israel to split into Israel and Judah. And I said, to your tents, O Israel. But you know, uh, the reason why we have to understand this thing. God wanted a spiritual dynasty. Not a physical dynasty. And that truth has not changed. Today, we are a spiritual dynasty of the Lord of, of God through uh, the line of Abraham, then David. That's why David is so important, you know, because he typifies this who is willing to do all my will, and then the Lord Jesus Christ. You and I are now kings and priests out of Jesus Christ in this dynasty of David. And we must now look at some of the sons of David, and you know, a lot of the other characters I have some months ago about a year ago we look at jehoshaphat and some of these kings and find out why did they fail you will always go back to deuteronomy 17. deuteronomy 17 is the uh condition for being a part of this spiritual dynasty i want to say this that many christians do not understand and realize these are some of the things they just tell us carelessly and we just believe it hook line and sinker and it's not true yes you're a king in christ jesus but that's potential you don't become an actual king if you do not grow spiritually this deuteronomy 17 instruction would determine whether you actually become your obedience to it whether you actually be growing to a king or you just stay as an ordinary subject of the kingdom you must understand that in the kingdom to come, not everybody will be kings. Not everybody's going to sit on God's throne. The, the throne, yeah, is, is that, those are rewards. They're not gifts. It says, he that overcoming will I grant to sit in my throne. They have to overcome the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eyes, the pride of life. They've got to use these instructions to, uh, become, to grow spiritually into spiritual kings. You need to know that. It's not automatic. Yes, the Bible says we are made kings and creatures, but that's potential. It, 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 you, you, whether, you, whether you attain it or not, in reality and in experience, will be determined by how well you kept Deuteronomy 17. This instruction for spiritual kings, the spiritual dynasty, was given way back in Deuteronomy. Because God always had that in his plan. He knew that he, God knew that the natural dynasty will not work. So he said, well, okay, have a natural king. But if the natural king will do this, he will become a part of the spiritual dynasty. And we had a few of them that did it. But sadly, and very, very uh, regrettably, very few of them did it. It says, and he shall be when he sits upon the throne of his kingdom, he will write him a copy of this law in a book which is out before out of that which is before the priests, the Levites. And it shall be with him. That's something you carry around with you. Back in those days, they didn't have printing press like we have today. 
you know, an electronic. They didn't have iPad and all these things. So, because the kings could afford it, he said, go and make a copy. The king could afford it. He said, let them make a copy. They would, that's why they had scribes. They would make a copy on parchment, on paper, that was uh, uh, on a roll, you know, on a scroll. And it was a command. God said, you keep that thing with you. You get up in the morning, you open it. Pray, and you say, back in the Old Testament. And the same thing in the New Testament. Nothing has changed, folks. You know, and it shall be with him all the days of his life that he may learn to fear the Lord his God. Observe that the fear of the Lord is not automatic, it is learned. And keep, keep all these words of the law and these statutes to do them. That his heart be not lifted up above his brethren. If you don't do it, your heart will be lifted up. It's automatic. People don't understand that. I gave this illustration oh, last time I was ministering along these lines. You know, look at this beautiful auditorium to the glory of God. I thank God for mommy and Sholakwe and all the women that come, you know. And then, you know, Sholakwe is a hawk. <laughs> she makes sure that, she, she, you know, she, she, she really gets on their case. To make sure that those people come and clean space. But the only place this the only place is looking cool and nice. Because it's being cleaned every day. Leave it for a week. The natural dust in the air. Then it will, it will, so is your heart. So is the human mind, will and emotions. The prince of the power of the air is all around you. Don't clean it for two days. You will find all kinds of things that have dropped inside. Yes. People don't understand. It. They don't oh, I'm born again. It's so automatic. You know, no. If you do not keep thy heart with all diligence, if you don't keep it, it'll get dirty. And that's why, sadly, we have a lot of dirty hearts. Hearts that are proud, arrogant. That his heart be not lifted up. That he turn not aside from the commandment, the right and the left. Look at what happened to Solomon. Not only did Solomon turn, he did a complete U-turn. <laughs> you know. Uh, that he, to end to, to the end that he may prolong his days in the kingdom and his children God gave them the the um, prerequisite that if if you see God was smart God knew if he insisted they would still say they want a king okay have a king but every king if he does this then all the kings would have followed the spiritual dynasty right until Jesus that was the plan Sadly, it didn't work like that. But by the time Jesus was born, there was a crazy guy there called Herod. Who certainly was not a part of the spiritual dynasty. Because he certainly didn't keep this. Wasn't he the guy who took his brother's wife? Hello? I'm going to read my Bible to that degree. Hello? Hello? John the Baptist had to... He didn't read this. God knows what he's doing. You know, when we're, sing, when we're singing that song, this is one of these beautiful things about having good spiritual fathers and having the word of God dropped into your heart. And it's there. You know, things God spoke to me 40 years ago, 30 years ago. This one was Kenneth Copeland. I can never forget it. Kenneth Copeland said, he said, most people always ask God, tell God, God, this is my plan. Bless it. He said, but... Don't do that. You go to God and say, God, what is the plan? And it will already be blessed. Give the Lord a clap offering. 
All of my plans. You don't have to sing. All of my all wishes and dreams. You know, why why have your own wish and your own dream? So take everything, give it back to God. Then say, God, what is the dream? God, what is the plan? And the plan will be blessed. I learned that in my life. I'm 63 now. To the glory of God. You know, my life has just started. I'm very serious. I'm, I've pressed, you know, this perfection thing is you press a reset button. A reset button. You know, everything I've done in the past has been preparation for what I'm about to start. But that was because, by the grace and the mercy of God, as a young man in my 20s, I gave everything to God. And then, as the years unfolded, he began to tell me, do this now. Do this now. Do this now. And he was blessed. And it is blessed. And now, you know, I'm on the threshold of some very exciting things. And everything has only one purpose. Because it says, use it for your glory. All of my plans are, there's only one reason why that is motivating me. I'm not doing things now just to be comfortable. Or just to have money or to have a nice house or have a nice wife or have a nice car. No, 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 no. Those are what natural men are looking for, you know. Those ones God's given us. You know, the purpose for everything I'm doing now is to finance the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I can, I will have the freedom, the money, the resources to go to any nation I want on the face of the earth and go and make disciples. Amen. And finish this dispensation. No other plan. And you know what? It's the same plan for you. It's just the details will be different for you. I'm physics, engineering, pastor. You can be geologist, you know, whatever. You know, but it's the same thing. Economist, whatever. It's the same plan. If you give it to God, you know, and consider your spiritual life, doctor, engineer, lawyer, whatever. It's the same plan. You know, God will bless you. And then you now take all of that, use it for his glory and then use the resources and, and, and the talent that God gives you to go to the ends of the earth. Paul was a lawyer. He used that legal mind to serve God. Moses was an architect. He used that legal mind to build a tabernacle. It's the same for all of us. Even a housewife. It doesn't matter. You know, all those children you bring up. You know, after a while your children will grow. Then they go out of the house. Then what are you going to be doing? You and your husband jump on the mission field. Man, you still have a very exciting life ahead of you. And I don't care whether you're 20 or 80. Or 90. It doesn't matter now. Do you understand? If you can press that reset button, your youth will be renewed like the eagles. <laughs> you become a Caleb in your generation. And you can go anywhere in the world. And now at the same time, you'll be enjoying life. Because it gives you all things richly to enjoy. So when you are going to Indonesia or you are going to Bangkok or wherever it is God sends you to, you fly in a private jet. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You, yeah, you know, God is so wise. You can still do everything God wants you to do and still enjoy all things richly. Give him a super clap offering if, if I'm on your side. Now, let's get to Absalom. Bad boy. 
Second, second Samuel. <laughs> second Samuel chapter 13. I'm going to do Absalom alone today. Then we're going to pick it up and deal with Adonijah. I'm going to put Adonijah and Solomon together because Adonijah's life is the record in the scripture is very limited. But we have at least about four or five chapters on Absalom alone. The, yes. The Holy Spirit does not record things, you know, superfluously. This is a bad boy. But before I, I, I talked about how bad Solo, um, something, I want, you to see, I want you to recognize something that if this record was not in the Bible, you would have said, no, it cannot be. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you, and God bless you.